You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What up, what up, world? Welcome to the 30th episode of the High Vibe Guys. You got your boy Booze on the end of the table as usual. Asa came in dressed like he's flagging today. I don't know what the hell is up with him. All this gangbanging shit. It's got to let it come to an end. Damn, if my lip was uh, good, I could hit you with the... But I can't. Uh, yeah. Don't do it. What? Don't do it. Don't do it, bro. Rip my damn lip off. <laughs> Show take a hold of the direction. <laughs> Say that like a compliment. Uh, um, and then you got uh, Big Lip McGrip. I got to think of a new nickname. <laughs> Every episode <laughs> moving forward. Uh, as you, if you listen to the last episode, you know it killed Lip. You, if I'll I, I use this, I remember when uh, Martin got his ass whooped by Tommy Hearns, <laughs> and he had that big ass head. <laughs> Baby, <laughs> I don't want to fight no more. Um, and then he has a crypt keeper hand to match that motherfucker. Boy. But uh, hey, we got man. your boy Booze Ice and the Kill in for the thirtieth episodes of the High Vibe guys. Bong 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 bong. Yeah, what's up, on weak ass bloopers you gonna post to me, huh? You said, "Oh yeah, that was awesome. That was fucking ridiculous." Yeah, I mean, looking stupid. I'm like, I'm like let me let me go through the uh, episode and pick out a really poignant moment. Oh, yep, got it. Twenty four seconds in. Ali hey, <laughs> said, "Ali said, who was that dude that was on the Breakfast Club? Fucking up the names. Talking about Webby. Oh, Charlotte McGee. Charlotte McGee. Oh God. DJ yeah, Lee. He's like, yeah, yeah. That's Bruce. DJ Lee. Angela Lee. Damn." It's your boy Sweet Jones Jr. I'ma do what it does. Got him a gate. Oh, that was that was the best. Oh. Damn, y'all names is complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I got some names on y'all. Oh man, so welcome to the thirtieth episode, and then uh, the news piece I want to talk on quickly kind of rolls into alternative medicine. Um, so. Quickly, guys, what are your thoughts on the vaccine? I got thoughts. I know you got thoughts. Vaccines are coming down the pipeline sooner or later. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <sighs> let's uh, let's go ahead and, and that's probably one of the biggest things to to happily hopefully happen to some extent though, for different reasons. So, kick it off. I'm heavy anti-vax. Mm-hmm. Heavy. I'm a father of four. Heavy anti-vax. Um, I need somebody from the CDC or who or some type of uh, reputable, my lip caught me up on that P, uh, (laughs) health organization to come on and explain all the ingredients within these vaccines and why certain ingredients are necessary, like squalene and fetal matter from dead fetuses and mm. like you got to come out and explain how's that benefiting my child when they're going in for the flu shot like you know what i'm saying like you can literally go into the cdc and check out the ingredients for every vaccine that it that has ever been produced there is stuff in these vaccines that just don't make sense bro like it's not a preservative it's not uh, additive is not about to improve anything is not to help boost your immune system what the hell is the purpose bro and again or, you know i get the i get the tag conspiracy theorist i don't care i don't trust our government with uh protecting or looking out for my health because they've proven the opposite, just like we were talking about the last episode. I can walk into a store anywhere in Detroit right now and pick up a fresh bag of diabetes off the shelf. A bunch of them. I can make up as a kid. Wrap, I go wrap snacks, whatever. Cheetos as a kid, like red forty. Dude, I I was going ham every day after school. Let me get some of them hot Cheetos. Let me get some of them Twizzler sticks with the, the little sugar shits on the outside. Got to have dollar bags of candy up here. Oh, bro, we, in my generation, because I'm a little older than y'all cats, we had the candy stores. Yeah, yeah. Them jokers sold little pieces of Tootsie Rolls for two cents a piece, bro. You go in that boy and candies. get, yeah. So I spend a dollar, I got 50 pieces of candy, I'm going ham. We used to have what they call a dollar bag, and it's just like, it's like. A mix of everything. Yeah, it's like Halloween. Pretty much every goddamn day <laughs> without Snickers bars in that boy. It's like, ain't uh, no Snickers in there. Nah, you getting the off-brand boys. You heard of Butsu before? Of course. Mm-hmm. We used to hoop at Butsu 
when I was like in elementary school, middle school, teen, you know, like uh, single digit years or something like that. Maybe a little early teenager. Mm-hmm. But around the corner, they had a little penny candy store with the straight like wax and sugar and maybe a little color. Mm-hmm. You could take a dollar over there, come over, come back with these two sandwich bag, mm-hmm. maybe two, three, four, five of the mugs, depending mm-hmm. on how, how they was feeling that day. Come back and you was just the man. Mm-hmm. You was passing candy out to the people you like, hoeing the people you didn't like. Mm-hmm. Now you can't have nothing. It's a wrap. But you're tearing the body up from the mm-hmm. inside out. Just that wax, when that break down, you already know what's up. That's what Dr. Sabi was talking about with the mucus and stuff. Plaque. You know what I'm saying? Literally. That probably skipped the mucus stage and go straight to plaque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just add on. What are, you, what are your thoughts on the vaccine? Um, I'm with a kill, man. Like, have you have you even seen pictures of these people in charge of the health organizations? Like, what you got? To, what you about to tell me about health, bro? <laughs> Your face look like you know, like one of the with the masks you could put on for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like that's how they they faces all like dehydrated and elongated and looking crazy. It's ridiculous, man. But um, as far as a solution, they gonna do what they gonna do. I think the people need to be more. Um, assertive and stand on their own too and the brothers and the sisters because a lot of brothers don't have them are going to have to grow some balls and maybe you know strap up and defend themselves when people start you know coming to your door trying to force it down your throat you know it's going to get real crazy out here and I'm um I'm for the people you know loving on themselves enough as sentient beings to not let some other person that you don't even you don't even know their name I represent someone, so I'm coming to do this to you. Like, come on, bro. You about to let them, like, affect your biology, something that you're going to have to take with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And not only are you going to have to have to deal with those consequences for the rest of your life, that's affecting your genes, bro. That's your genetic pool, your sons, daughters, sons, daughters, daughter, all the way down, you know, for hundreds of years to come. Mm-hmm. This is serious right now. This is just straight wickedness, in my mm-hmm. opinion, for lack of better words. Mm-hmm. I swear to God. This is fucking deja vu. Oh, fuck. I just had that shit. Oh, you saw this scene play out? I swear to God. I had this is deja vu like a motherfucker. That's fly. In every sense of the word. That's you holding that bottle in your hand? Your eyes glazed over towards the end of that like, what the fuck is going on? Man. Um, real quick, and then we're going to get into alternative medicine. I'll just spit, spit my two cents, and then uh, I'm going to get straight to our guest, if you guys don't miss on. Um, and he can maybe give us uh, his thoughts on the, um, you know, the vaccines, alternative medicines, and that whole industry that we, um, there's a possibility. Um, I'm, 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 I'm middle ground because I'm not knowledgeable enough, and I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I believe this virus does exist, and I know many people who are terrified. I know many people who have passed. I think it's easy for, I think it's easier for a healthy young person to be like, I'm not, I'm all against it. I think it's harder for a person who has kids and they have asthma. I think it's harder for a person who's older and they suffer from different diseases. It's harder for the person who's a vet and they know 80 people who've died. I think this, I think it's a matter of perspective. And I think like it's easy to be like anti with this because you don't know. And it is very, it feels very forced because of the situation. So I'm not, I get that. Like it definitely feels like, you know, there's no options. Um, and even like, as I like booked a trip to Canada (laughs) with, uh, and for Montreal for my birthday with my dog who got kids, one of them has, you know, a deficiency, a deficiency. He's like, man, shit, I don't want to go unless it's a vaccine. I don't want to do anything to put my kid in jeopardy. And I feel like, you know, that's the perspective that I, that was the alternative perspective to you guys is that I think it's, I think it's a lot different. If you, if you've been in that hospital on on a respirator, you're talking about not knowing who give you the vaccine. I bet you don't give a fuck who give you the vaccine if you're on that respirator. I'm just, I'm just so, being. No, no, no. I feel you. I bet but, you don't. I bet you don't even care who your doctor is when you go in there, bro. My feedback to that might sound like an asshole, but I didn't tell so and so to get diabetes or to get X, Y, and Z problems. You know what I'm saying? Those people are some, got I've, some some stuff they might have been born with. And or, some people, and some people don't have those pre-existing conditions that get uh, COVID. You know, like there's that there is a large part of the black population who received it as a result. And it's in this multiple strains of it too. The strain we have in America is not the same strain as in in Italy. 
I'm just speaking about disease in general. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying a lot of times we tend to baby those, you know, who are in a wheelchair that might have, you know, did X, Y, and Z or whatever. Like, l- l- bro, that person had the the opportunity to not, you know, stand on the edge of a cliff or whatever. And then we might, you know, throw mistakes or accidents in there. That kind of stuff, you know, you got to check that up to the universe. Mm. I didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? So I shouldn't, as an individual, totally separate from that situation, I shouldn't have to suffer those consequences. If anything, maybe make it, like, optional and then maybe, like, put some... If they really, really wanted to take it serious, set up some type of situation or a blueprint where, like, you know what? These are the vaccinated individuals. Let's switch up the ball game. These people get to live in this area. These, or maybe state to state. It's gonna, it's gonna it be. I think it's gonna be something ill like that. You know, it's it, gonna be hey, like that's that's cool with me. But I mean, as far as like putting people's lives and genetics and the whole future on the line just for somebody who really, you already know, bro. Behind the scenes, a lot of people get about to get that bread. Oh, you know oh somebody! It's about to be nasty. It's a it's a race to the cure. Exactly, <laughs> it's a race yeah, to the yeah. bag. You know, I'm just saying, but that yeah. shouldn't be a priority over the livelihood and well being uh, well, of people. You know what I'm saying? We live in America. Shit, they they, they they shit. That don't make it right. It don't make I'm it saying. right. It don't make it right. But you know, shit. This is what this country is founded on. When, is for for it. I'm sorry. When do we start really growing? Some yeah. Place. When do we start growing? On a more spiritual level, everybody, we in the last show, we talked about like, yo, but this is America. This is what. Yeah, cool. But we had a power to change the paradigm. If we keep telling ourselves like, well, this is this is what it is. So, yeah, this is what it is. But when, when we, when we going yeah, when we going when we going to switch it up, when we when we going to put some like Red Claw Conjure always says when we going to apply some pressure, bro. Or are we just gonna sit back and you know, just you, take you, it? I don't know. That, that that's not the question to ask me. I'm on the same boat as you with that, so I have no clue. You tell me. When are we? I don't know. I guess. I guess not. Some people doing it right now. We yeah. we having this conversation. Time is of the essence. You know what I'm saying. So I do want to flip real quick. I want to go ahead and bring in our guests because we got an abbreviated amount of time. Um, we we got a guy who might be able to provide an alternative to that, or at least help you grow an alternative to to that particular type of uh, vaccination. One that might help you cure a bunch of ailments and a whole bunch of other things. He works as a consultant and a bunch of other things. Steve, I don't even know your last name. They call you Steve O. Scuba Steve. Wait, that's a uh, side of baby. Um, who the hell calls him Scuba Steve? I you know I swear to God, side of baby and Steve Steve O. I don't know when the hell I got that Steve started. Okay. Nice. When you see me do my dance, <laughs> uh, won't you uh, give us an intro about yourselves, man? You got on so much gold. I feel like we're in the presence of a king right now. Go ahead and lay it on us, brother. You know, Anuki has blessed me with with many venues. You know, you got to stay protected. But um, yeah, man, I've uh, I'm a cultivator. I cultivate fruits, veggies, medicine mm-hmm. uh, for years and years and years and years. I've uh, treated multiple ailments, cured over 350 malignant tumors Mm. throughout my uh, journey as far as legalization has become with certain uh, medicines. Mm. Uh, Cannabis is the, in hemp, cannabis, hemp, whatever you you may call it, is the forerunner, I believe, in uh, healing everything from anxiety Mm. to tumors Hair loss, sex drive, is it? It's an unbelievable list. It's an unbelievable list. Um, Hold up, Negro. You telling me I ain't smoking enough, and that's why I'm in the situation now with the with no hair. Well, that that a lot. Sometimes it's genetics. I, I, I say he's not telling you that at all. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, one thing is about genetics, but still, like a lot of the things we eating is what what's causing us to mm-hmm. go down certain routes. Yeah. Uh, I've even heard of it lowering your uh, the sugar, as as we as black people usually call it, mm. the diabetic. <laughs> um, yeah, it's sativas, indicas have been healing for tens of thousands of years from from the literature and the gurus I've learned from. It's it's top of the list right now. Hmm. I every morning at least seventeen hundred milligrams for me of, of a sativa. Omega three. That just sounds scary. B vitamins. It doesn't. It, it's nothing to be scared of because most people, when you think about hemp, you think of uh, it disorienting you. That's the THC spectrum of it. 
but the sativa side, the pure sativa side, uh, CBD side, usually I provide it's not, it's almost 0% THC. Hmm. So it's pure healing. It's, uh, yeah, could be turned into just about everything. The, the actual seed, stem, stalk, leaf, all the way to the fruit can be utilized and usable in everyday life. You know, uh, I think uh, Detroit is in a unique state right now. Michigan is in a unique state. The country is in a unique place as far as uh, the acceptance of uh, um, cannabis. And um, I feel like uh, you, when we met you, man, you kind of brought up some things to me that really um, activated me, at least as far as the place that black people stand in in this particular industry. And you always got some good thoughts here and some good insight. And I think that's one of the reasons why I really want to have you on the show is because you can really speak to um, a $50 billion industry, right? At least right now is what I know of. Um, I did. So y'all know me. I work on pizza, right? My thing. So I looked up pizza and like sell uh, uh, how much the pizza industry made last year. $40 billion, right? Mm-hmm. With 70,000 pizzerias. Mm-hmm. There are 5,000 dispensaries in America, and the bottom the bottom line legally was $50 billion. Mm-hmm. I said, damn, that is the right industry for a person to move in because it is a lot of room, and that's legally, right? Mm-hmm. So what a, tell, tell me about your experience as a black man in this business um, in Washington because you've been around for a while, so you've seen it kind of like evolve now, for right? Sure. I've been state to state, different mm-hmm. countries. Uh, what I realized is we're even on paper we're less than one percent. Wow! Of uh, those who mass produce and own dispensaries or establishment where you can actually indulge in cannabis. Um. Yeah, we are the forerunners as well as far as what the market wants. Um, it's it's a market that's. That was created as far as a gray area black market, essentially. Mm-hmm. And as far as the African-American community, we search out specific terpene levels, THC quality, and everything else. So right now, the the margin for it is ridiculously high. Mm. Ridiculously high. And if you don't know that word he just said right there, you boy, that word margin... That's where it's at. That's the word. That's it's, the key phrase. It's it's a bit. It's about four hundred to five hundred percent from when I like two years from when I started to cultivate. So oh, it's God. it's just raising every year, and with legalization, it's becoming a space where if we're not moving towards just cultivating in general to even you know cut out the middleman with big pharma, uh. Everything we can we cannot go to CVS for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. We can you know mm-hmm. things that grow mm-hmm. on the acreage. Sumac, black seed oils is widely available. Um, yeah, we mixing and combining all of these herbs that we have so available that it will be ridiculous for us not to utilize it right now and heal ourselves with it. And yeah, it, we look at it as a recreational. It's recreational and and not as a healing situation mm-hmm. right now. Party drug, party for sure. Relaxation, mm-hmm. relaxation because we need it. Everyone needs it. I I I, I think, but the the money aspect, the the revenue, is never thought upon. It's it, we're we're becoming a a liquid state where. We get our money and it's, 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 it flows through our fingertips. So mm. cannabis is a big part of that. So if you're buying in home, in neighborhood, in community, it's it's at least 50% more liable for it to be recycled in your community. Mm. Either going to mm. your job that, that you need to go buy your cannabis or you supplying, you you having the tools you need to, to cultivate. It's, it's a lot. And... Right now, we're spending outside of our base. Mm. We're relying on everyone's relying on us to tell them what's good, and we're not. It, like I said, we're one percent of what's supplying this twenty-five billion dollar industry a year. Man, I want to. So, Dave, I feel like uh, next time he's here, it's gonna be like an episode of uh, Snoop podcast. 
There's going to be a lot of big ass blunts going around this motherfucker. All right. Just so you know. All right. Yes. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, honestly, Booze. like, and, and as a smoker, I, it's, it, it, it sticks in the tiles. I can't Smoking do it. This Strike. goddamn big. It's, it's, yeah, it sticks in the tiles. It's Strike. a bad idea. Strike. <laughs> Strike two today, buddy. All right. Maybe, maybe that, that'll be a takeover the stage episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I really wanted to say was this. Uh, I was watching some shit, and Louis Armstrong, I think it was Louis Armstrong, was like, I can't do my sh- I can't play my horn without my tree or without my 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 joint or whatever. You know, Louis Armstrong voice. I mean, you, you fast forward. You got Cheese and Chong, and you fast forward, and you got Red and Meth, and you got uh, Wiz Friday Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. And um, what I'm getting to is like, God damn it, fifty billion dollar industry that black people then promoted again to be less than one percent of the of the people who are invested in actually producing the product. How do we get here, man? And how do what are your what is your advice for us getting more involved in that? Because that's the type of shit that drives me crazy. Now we didn't we done made this thing huge again, and like we the last people to receive real benefits from it, other than the other than the recreational benefits, because we're not even really taking advantage of the medicinal benefits. Well, from a consulting point of view, what I see and realize is just like everything else, from when you want to own a restaurant, a building, land. A lot of the opportunities are coming from a generational standpoint. So mm. in order for you to be able to open a dispensary, open a lounge without social equity programs that are going on in many cities that are becoming recreational now, you, you're grandfathered in. A lot of these guys that own dispensaries of all the cultures, they've had either longstanding liquor store money, longstanding uh, money from well-paid lawyers oh, oh it's 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 generational base yeah you need millions, you you need millions of dollars if i rec- if you were opening up a dispensary i recommend that you have a five million dollar base for where you can run the dispensary supply the dispensary pay your workers and anything that can possibly happen in those five years and if you have that that's almost a guarantee in a market like cannabis is that you you know Hundreds of millions of dollars is a guarantee. I just, I mean, I, out of all three of us, I know Steve the longest. Um, got probably about ten years on Steve, and ever since I've known Steve and his partner, I ain't gonna say his uh, government name, but little bro Nico, these cats have been like advanced mm. from like an early age, twenty years old, nineteen, twenty years old. I don't want to skip over like what, how did, how did you guys get started? Like what? Put the bug in your ear as two super young cats. Well, to go into this type of field, in order to know product in general, I consume just like everyone else or anyone else who does. Um, I wanted quality. Quality is what what you know. You want organic. You want it. You want terpene levels to be there. THC levels to be there. CBD. You want to actually heal. I was looking for those things. So. I became more of a sommelier in cannabis over the years, and it turned into a hobby as far as cultivating. So tomatoes, rosemary, everything, everything. And I got my first couple seeds, and after that, I was looked at as someone that can have a, uh, have a good base and knowing how to grow, and I got an investor. And... My first investor, I, I knocked it out of the water continuously. Did it, and really, that's that's usually how it goes. Someone is putting you on because, again, it costs a lot of money to even start, a, I say, a quality grow that you can have everything in line for distribution, mm. dispensaries, everything. It takes an investor if you don't already have that savings. So let's say $40,000 to build a nice in-home cultivating center and that can bloom into hundreds of thousands of dollars if you you know stay focused love your love your plants and everything else are they giving out loans for that type of stuff not yet hmm. actually there are a lot of credit unions that are starting to allow to take money from certain um business proprietors but that's only for those who you know own grow shops because hmm. there's hydroponic equipment there actually are 
Uh, so one of the other shows on our network uh, does the Michigan Marijuana Report, mm. and there actually are private equity investors um, that are throwing a lot of money out at this. So, so not a bank, though. Uh, well, no, because so here's the thing to keep in mind, and this is why he said credit union specifically and not banks. So, like one of the issues that you're seeing is, okay, guess what industry is doing really, really well right now? Storage places. You know why? Can't put you can't deposit funds from a dispensary for anything weed related into a bank that is FDIC insured because they have to report on where that money comes from, and it is still a Schedule One narcotic when it comes at the federal level. So just because the state legalized it doesn't mean that it's federally legal. <clears throat> so they're keeping all this cash in storage facilities. A credit union does not fall under FDIC. I believe I think it's the NICU, if I recall correctly, um, which has a different set of operating standards. So credit unions are starting to get into the game. Um, but banks, until it gets decriminalized on a federal level, you won't see banks get into it. Mm. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Don't put your money in the bank. It will be taken. We learn and learn today, y'all. So um, then we, we kind of speak to a person. You said 40000 for an initial growth or your first growth. How do so for and I say forty thousand just for the simple fact of you want to cover costs mm-hmm. overhead just like any other business so forty thousand small startup fee I mean like to be real that's a very like unless you like start in the line of like shit I don't know it's hard it's hard to get lower than forty grand for anything the average pay for those that live in Detroit is about what twelve thousand dollars a year for like lower to middle income if you think of if you think of like the average ten thousand dollars is an unheard of amount of money for a person to be sitting on yeah for an just for an average person making their ten dollars an hour twelve dollars an hour yeah twenty dollars an hour yeah because taxes come in hand and you have to live so and i guess that's what goes back to what you say too about the generational piece being the crucial factor and the people getting the money to make this happen it's already available it's already on the table Mm -hmm. damn boy they be shucking they be shitting on us and and this i guess the part like it drives me crazy because shit we in detroit so you know who consuming you know you go to the dispensary it ain't like it's a bunch of random you know know, people from the suburbs there well that's that's another thing it's not only it's a worldwide thing everybody smokes Mm. Everybody consumes. Oh, there's there's a bunch of people from the yeah. suburbs there. Let's yeah, be, there's, a, there's, they, <laughs> they, definitely because there's is it's just what it is. Yeah. There are really unless you go to Ann Arbor, there aren't any like dispensaries in in the suburbs. Mm. Just for the simple oh, yeah. fact of what it brings. It's, what, God what damn it! Don't say that because now now you got me thinking about liquor stores. What's in the trade everywhere? Liquor stores, and now we got marijuana shops. That's how it is. That's, wow. Listen. But but yeah, everyone everyone consumes. It wouldn't be worth so much if everyone didn't. Mm. It's a it's a market that everyone could fit into. Everyone can make money. Every race, every culture, woman, man, disabled, everyone. It's a it's a possibility. It just takes. You just have to unlearn and relearn what you're taught that you need to do to go make money. Mm. Go to school. Sally May is is your friend, you know. Mm. It's it's not it's you have to completely it's taking a risk because it's something that's new. Yeah. It's something that you don't know. It's you have to look at it's an oil paint watching an oil paint and dry. That's what growing a plant is. So essentially you're it's a risk because you don't know until you actually start being you're able to build a market. I'll tell you something, fifty billion dollars and five thousand dispensaries. To me, that's a risk. That math be lining up. That's a risk. That's a calculated risk right there. And that's only on paper. That, yeah, that's and legal. That, that's that, legal. That's tax money. So, and shit, y'all, the person smoking right now who know they got that weed from their homeboy, we ain't talking about that stuff you smoked, uh, that Alabama uh, gator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. So, we, one thing we kind of been talking about, uh, so we talked about kind of how you got into it. What is the What is the future? What is your future? In this, and what do you want to be? What do you see as the future of it? The more people I can teach to learn, the more people that it'll be. Really, it's a it's a it's community. So if I can teach a million people, that's a million people who are able to cultivate, survive, and create their own wealth. That's excellent. That's it's unheard of. In in a lot of sorts, but since I've 
I've been in this community for so long. Everyone that I know is wealthy. I don't know not. I don't know one person who isn't set and that and they're on the legal side because that's your transition. That's what it is. You pay taxes. Mm-mm-mm. You grow. You pay the state what they want. You get your money. This is what it is. Start your facility. Hopefully, you'll be able to build a social equity program where, just like any nonprofit or any situation of that sort, you'll be able to make a couple extra dollars because you're actually helping the community. We was talking about Master P the last episode. You the real Master P in this room, bro. <laughs> we was talking about how Master P, and there ain't no shot of Master P, but we was talking about just giving back to the community via rap snacks and all this other shit, which he ain't doing. But um, you ain't got none of the music, I mean, none of the, the status or money that he has in, in comparison. And you already giving back, which salute to you for that, bro, because that's nice. tremendous, man. And since I've known you, that's what you've been about, which and it's, it's genuinely who you are. Like, as much as you about like getting to the bag, you about reaching back and, and empowering more people to be on this same path with you and uh not leaving people behind. And we need more people like you. Um, because that's sincerely what the community is missing or lacking is people who genuinely care about um the people who are in the same position as themselves. Um yeah, fellas, I'm, uh, y'all better give me something with this. Hey, man, I, I really, my goal was to come here with a three-subject notebook. Then I was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, the audio, yeah, yeah. I could just press the button and record. I'm over here soaking it up like a sponge right now, just getting inspired. But yeah, man, just, um, we usually wait till like the end to do our little gratitude piece, which is piggybacking off of veggie, backing off of booze. Thank you, bro. I don't know if you could see it. You know, from your, you know, looking from the inside out, but you are just like on some superhero stuff, you know? Hey, man, as long as, as long as if I, if y'all don't ever see me again, ever, you'll, you'll know how to cultivate and then pass it on. And then that'd be cool. Because again, I'm, I feel like if I focus, I'm going to be good no matter what. Even if I was completely by myself and just roll. So if I can always come back and say, hey, Everybody's a winner. Everybody is okay. Everybody can enjoy life because that positivity just snowballs into amazing things. And I see it in everybody. Everybody who's who has a community sec because grow a community is it's a secret society. A lot of people don't even tell their families, don't don't tell their friends, don't mm-hmm. tell you know. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things for a lot of people because you know, it's still a stigmatism. A stigmatism. It's still a... Uh, no, you're right. It, a stigma attached to it. For sure. Yeah. And if we can make it okay, mm-hmm. you know, if I was to ever have a bunch of little kids, the first thing they'll learn is how to put their hands in the dirt and, and to create something. Mm. Because no matter what, <clears throat> that skill set, I can sell an orange for a penny. Let me, let me. Mm-hmm. I can grow a million oranges. You know, mm-hmm. you'll always be able to. Mm-hmm. You'll always be able to make money when you can cultivate. So, that's a skill that you'll always have. You'll always be able to mm-hmm. see somebody else, and that's guaranteed currency. Our boy, I'm sorry, our boy, boy Rafa had a hand of spinach in his hand the other day, and he's like, "This is money." You know what I mean? Like he was growing, and he's like, "This is guaranteed. money right here." You know? mm-hmm. But that was just no. Nah, and that's funny that you mentioned Rafa because in a really organic way. Steve and Rafa are on the same paths. Yes. yes. You know what I'm saying? Going into areas that our people aren't really comfortable in mm. making mm. their way in there and bringing it back to us. Like, yo, this is, look, this ain't as hard as we thought. Mm. This is how you build the foundation. This is how you set stuff in motion. And we talking about cast this in the early thirties, bro. Mm-hmm. Being, being on the front line, leading, us leading, like I, like I said, I got ten years on him. Yeah, he's he's showing me, you know, what I'm saying different ways to get to the bag, and you know, you say to, us, you can like keep me and outside of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, showing me, yeah, pretty good full over here. Yeah. <laughs> Boo, shut up! You are on the other side of 35. Give it up, Mister Steve. Give it up. So you have on a freaking colorful sock. Shut up, man. Get out of here. I know, right? We hear you talking about the um the plants and the business side and some of the, the different uh, progress the industry has made. Can you speak a little bit on a mentality that you have? Because it's one thing to, like, you know, talk to a grower or to, to talk to somebody. But just hopefully it's you can do things the wrong way. You can do, do things the right way. 
when it comes to growers, it's no set person that everyone's different. It's 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 just like regular life. You can't really. I've no. I know guys who've done it not the way I would have, and still became very wealthy. Forget forget them in the in the, still, in the growing practice. I mean, just you because your mentality is slightly different from I the learned, average person. I right? learned from I learned from all aspects. So, without good, can't have you know. Without good, there is no bad. Without no bad, there's no good. So I've I've learned every part, and one thing I do realize is save your money. Save your money. You don't need a Rolex. You don't need a V12. Right now, you don't you don't need it. And one thing I realize with younger guys who grow and who are good at growing and eventually get out into their own, they spend a lot of money on things that depreciate and things that mm. things that are bought to show people. Mm. Don't do it. Just don't do it, bro. It brings a lot of eyes and attention, not even from a side of uh, people you see every day, hmm. people you don't see, things you don't. The things are always looking at you. You're always on camera. You're always in the, in the eye of vision. It's somebody you don't. You'll never even know, never even know their name. So just be careful, and uh, you know, be mindful of your surroundings at all times when it comes to it because. You get loose, you get free. When you when you winning, it's 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 not it's very hard to see blemishes in the road and people and things. Just stay focused. Oh, try to keep a mindset of when you first before your first harvest. Before your first harvest, you had zero you had zero money. Mm. And you were okay. <laughs> That's it. Everything oh. else, you know. Keep your fam close, man, because you're going to need them. You're going to need people. You're going to need a team. You're going to need a team. Keep your, keep your people around you. Show love. Tell them you love them. Show them, love, show them you love them. Teach them. Hmm. Other than that, just go. Go hard, man. It's plenty of time. You got plenty of time. You got a lot of life to live. Um, I was going to ask, man, as a black man, you're talking about mindset, how you move personally. What's it like being one of a minority inside of this business? What's it, how do you, what's the treatment like? Um, do you feel like, you know, they, people respect you? I know people got to because you do your thing. Truthfully. Yeah. When I say we're 1%, I look at that as a, as a 1% of the 1% of America as well. Hmm. Think of that. Think of that 1%. Hmm. Think of all those guys who have all of that income, all of that money, all of that. We come into the game with that knowledge. Hmm. I know people who've never grown one stalk and can look at cannabis and and know a million dollar plant. Hmm. So you have you you have the knowledge base. You have it. It's just um, yeah, man. I you just gotta uh, just know that your power is your power is there, man. You're not you're not a everyone else is. Is the minority compared to your knowledge base? You just don't know it yet. Mm. I I go into I go into places right now, and they and they need what can possibly be supplied with my knowledge. You know, I get what you said. Hmm, that's crazy. Is it the whole idea that there's so much? It is. I, I guess, man, there's just so much opportunity, man. And, and for it to be a stigma attached to it, and like these other communities are getting it, like shit. So what was a stigma attached to it? Get your money together, dog. Get your money together. And like in Detroit, I'm not, I don't know who the people, the individuals per se who own it, but it's just like he's saying. It's like they got, you know, they got generational wealth from liquor stores and a few other places. It's a couple guys who got it on their own. Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah, I know a couple guys who worked hard their whole life and got it out the mud and. And, you know, put their investments down, grew quality cannabis, and they own legal state-certified shops. Wow. That, you know, it, it's very possible. But we're living in a, in a time now where your talent can show 
I can I can make a million dollars fifteen times with the one that you can get me. Mm. It's a pos- It's we're we're everywhere. You know quality. All you need to know is a, a basic formula, a basic uh, just the basics, really. The basics will get you a long way because reading. Once you do the fundamental, you know the fundamental thing, which is reading and studying and doing everything you would do with something you really love. Yeah, mm-hmm. people can ramble off basketball statistics to me mm-hmm. throughout the day. Yeah, throughout the day, sports statistics, all it, and not in and rap statistics. And if I could bring up peach, you know, EC units or or you know proper MPK value, it's a turn off because it's not something that's benefiting them just right there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, just really just hit the books after like if you want to start, man, before you even start touching the plant, digging in dirt, take up take up some literature, man. Mm-hmm. Grow Bibles. It it's it we have the world at our palms. You can look up the best growers in the world, Spaniards, Africans Mexicans. Are those so Africans and Spaniards are the, are the best growers? No, it, the grower. It depends on your. It depends on your climate. Depends on where you stay. Mm. These climates are all around the world, so the people who inhabit them are will, will work with what they have. So there, it's everywhere. That's why I said it is as far as the market right now. We control the market because people can see with a, with a cookie brand or Dr. Green Thumb brand or. These brands, it's a branded game now, mm-hmm. and know what people are going to like. As far as the cultivating goes, people cultivate all around the world and are amazing at it. Mm-hmm. Germany, you know, it's amazing cultivators all around the world, and they're and they're cultivating with the climate, the temperature, the humidity, the elevation that they have. So that's why you have so many different herbs right now too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. lot. This is something we big on at this show is like giving people their flowers. You know what I'm saying? Why they here? Why they present? And I did that earlier. No, no, no. I'm going in a Jumbo. totally different area. If you just just let it jump over, play on my lips. <laughs> After I said, yeah. I thought about it. Hanging down. A kid was on his bike, an e bike, the other day, and had the most gnarly uh, over the handlebar spilled onto his face. It happens, bro. And uh, tell myself I've, all the I've way up. Hit, I've, the scooter is uh, I've I've done a couple rolls off a of scooter, bro. Myself. Thomas, I slid on my nose, bro. That is unreal. <laughs> but what I was saying was, yeah. what I was saying was, is a lot of times uh, during uh, Steve's uh, dialogue, he mentioned like, yo, you know, it's pretty. It's simple. It's just simple. You just do X, Y, Z, da, 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 da. da. It is simple for a motivated person. It's simple for somebody mm. that is in tune with their purpose. Like, no, I, I, I'm not okay with just being regular or normal. It's not easy. Or so I don't want you to take away from what you do, from what your people do. I want you to understand that what you're doing, bro, is monumental. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, all of us got access. Everybody, everybody got access to the same info. Like my brother always say, we got access to the same 24 hours a day, to the same info, the same books. And people choose to go play 2K21. People choose to watch the NBA Finals for four hours mm. out that day and mm. ignore their family and ignore any, you know what I'm saying? That's a choice people make. Every day you wake up, I'm assuming because you you like a high value cat. Every day you wake up, you trying to grow. You trying to oh for sure. Oh, I'm about to jump. You you mentioned, but I I had to turn, I turned myself into that. Mm-hmm. I was I was distracted. Work working a forty hour a week job will definitely have your mind needing mm-hmm. entertainment, needing something to take your you know take it away. Mm-hmm. I worked a 40-hour job, and then when I eventually started to cultivate, my only free time was either I can be entertained and make enough to, you know, have fun, or 
I turn this into something that is my entertainment. And I don't have to work anymore. Now I can free up my space for mm. everything else. It's it's a, it's a it's a choice because you can start out with mm. you know two or three plants, mm-hmm. focus very hard on it, make four grand, and say, "Wow, I can if I can do that. I can work part time." And it's a, it, it's it's steps to it because mm-hmm. I was a very distracted individual because it was easy to be. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to be. It's, we have we got a lot to, to distract us. Yeah, so we live in a world of distractions, mm-hmm. Purp- purposefully, mm-hmm. for yep. sure. So take it slow too. It, it it takes time. Took me a very long time. Yeah, ten plus years, twelve plus years. It's crazy. So it's going to take time. This Negro was seven years old when he started cultivating. <laughs> <laughs> started playing the dirt at a very young age, for sure. Told you, man. They would. They, them two cats was different at a young age, bro. I come over to their house, and I ain't gonna get into everything, but I come over to their house, I'm like, the hell? Why? Young know, cats, like twenty years old. Why is y'all even on this? Like, why are y'all even thinking about this over here? Because everybody we talked to, were they were older, and they would tell us how shitty it is to work for anyone. I've been told a lot of things growing up and working a 40 hour job was one of the worst things people have told me. Mm -hmm. That was, that was my main, like I don't like it. I can't stand it. And I refuse to do it. Mm -hmm. I hate the way Dave perked up. Like, yep, he's right about that. (laughs) (laughs) He is. But I mean, and there are some people that that, that's all they want out of life, and that's fine. Totally and that's the thing. Not to you know, not, it's not knocking it. It's you know, there are some people that are perfectly happy working in a call center eight hours a day, mm-hmm. five days a week, mm-hmm. and then going home. And that's all they don't want to take that next step. They don't want mm-hmm. to do anything else, and that's fine, dude. Mm-hmm. The world needs you know worker bees and sure. you know queen bees. That's that's how the world goes. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that because as I come off a two week vacation, I'm going looking at going back Saturday, and I was like, "Oh God, yeah. might as well kill myself." Go ahead <laughs> now. Oh God. Well, right. bro, yeah, we, I think you better. Yeah, yep. About to, we gonna wrap it up a little early. We gonna have you back on. We gonna. I think we need to explore this uh, a lot, just because like fifty billion dollars. Detroit is one of the areas where it's not recreational, man. It's a lot of opportunity out for us, mm-hmm. and um, we, we with a person who. Are you considered a master? What do they call it? Master? You're never a master grower. If you meet one, he's a liar. I'm with the You're always th- learning. Man, that's it, like Kempo. God, bro. There's never virtual there, there's nobody who's the best. He's a he's a he's a sensei of uh of of growing then. How about we ain't gonna call you master? <laughs> mm-hmm. But he's up there with it. And um, is this something that, like, man, it's an opportunity and it's funny because we let so many opportunities pass us by. We let tech opportunities pass us by. We let, um, you know, whatever you can imagine, we let pass by. And this is one of them ground floor opportunities. You know, maybe not the basement, but the ground floor opportunity to really get into something that's going to be life changing and probably change finances, the economy. Um, so we got to have you back again. Um, we we round out with appreciations. Any appreciation, fellas? Oh, you go ahead, awesome. Um, Shout out to all the divine feminine energy. Shout out to your mama for popping you out the womb so you could bless us today, bless the world, and all the people you about to inspire. Unless you had a C-section. That really doesn't matter. Thank you. Thank that you. was Thanks, really stupid. She can't. He still came out of her. <laughs> Jacqueline. Oh, hey, man. The C-section part might actually be like, oh, praise her even more because they cut her right down the middle of her stomach and pulled them out. I wasn't because saying don't pray. I was just saying like a piece of crap. I was saying this alternative to pop her out. You know, right, piece of he popped out of her. Hey, man, you know what? I did a show. We had it wasn't show. like a, a doctor came in and had a wand over her belly like, oh, ah, and had the baby in his hands like My mama a had a rabbit. C-section, bro. I know. I know it is not uh I thought I came out. Which hasn't affected him at all, other than he does like to leave a house through the window. (laughs) (laughs) What's the front door? Somebody told me, I said some real weird shit. Oh, that was phenomenal. I said some real weird shit, like our last recording, and like it was like this bad timing, I thought. And then somebody hit me up and was like, dog, you have the best comedic timing of all time. I am riding that shit for the rest of my (laughs) life. Thank you, T. 
My homeboy is also a comedian, and he said I have the best comedic timing ever. So that C-section comment was on point. Akil, please present your... I'm going to go super quick, jumping off of the mama love. I was I told y'all this story. I was over at my mom's house uh, last week uh, visiting with uh, the babies, or I took my babies over to visit uh, my mom, and, you know, we come in the house. My mom's got a nice-sized house, whatever, and we, we come in the house, and I'm putting my youngest daughter, Luna, down, in the living room taking her clothes off and just in the middle of my mom's living room is this giant expensive dining room table like why is there a dining room table in the middle of the living room mom she's like well just blow it up you know i like two dining room tables in my house (laughs) big gatherings i'm like you bought this for somebody didn't you she's like yeah and it was like you know what i'm saying you could tell it was like super dumb expensive glass I saw it. That's like old lady taste. It's like yeah. you know when you like got money to spend on things and it like it ain't like the essentials anymore. Yeah. What about China? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, like you know, just going off the divine feminine, man. My mom is the dopest in the world, and you know, I I just appreciate and love her to life. So yeah, that's it. Abbreviated. Shout out to Akil's. One A mom. <laughs> All right. One to me, mama. One A. Uh the number one Yeah. You can be one C B. Yeah. Uh anywhere you want to follow the alphabet, baby. Um, I want to give a shout out to the pioneers, man. And the pioneers just in the sense of the people who are brave and take opportunities and do things for themselves. And that goes for um you big Steve, that goes for our boy Rafa, that goes for my um our dog down on the end, Big Dave. Um, all you guys have done something that like, you know, you jumped into a situation that where there were unknowns and where everybody's not doing it. Even as being entrepreneurs, man, like as we talked about, some people, a lot of people, most everybody in this country, even if they don't like being an employee, are an employee. You know what I mean? That's just the world we live in. And it really takes a lot of um nerves, or not nerves, what's the word I'm looking for? It takes it takes being courageous to to do what you guys do. And I, the more I'm around people who talk about what they're going to do, and the more I see I'm around people who are doing what they said they're going to do, the more I realize that you guys are different. You know what I mean? That you guys are built different. And I really appreciate you guys for being um, motivational influences in my life and the high vibe guys because all all the energy you bring, all the things you you um, allow us to partake in influences us and helps us uh, move forward with our own careers and our own passion. So thank you pioneers and thank you to everybody out there um, being bold and being brave to live your best life as you see fit and not to be told or not to follow the path of the person who came before you because somebody got to do something different in order for things to change. And you guys are those people. So thank you. Bong, 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 bong. So with that wrapping up the 30th and the greatest episode of the high vibe guys, and we'll catch you guys later. Peace. Peace. Peace.